Hello and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast with more critical role talk, a few PSAs, and a wonderful chat with an old friend of mine about the fantastic world of fitness. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week, we've got quite a bit to talk about. I got a few PSAs at the top of the episode. We have a wonderful chat with a good old buddy of mine. And we talk about Critical Role and the fact that there won't be a new episode next week. But if you enjoy the Going Up Cast, please check out patreon.com forward slash going up cast. And you can check out the going up cast.com forward slash store. Those are excellent ways to support the Going Up Cast and all the things we like to do over here. But without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. Quick PSA right here at the top of the episode next week. On the 5th and the 6th of March, there will not be a new episode of the Going Cast or new Harry Potter chapters. Reason being is I will be in Las Vegas next week, wrapping up my uh, business training that I started last November. It's the final week of this course, and I'm very excited to wrap it up and get a little piece of paper with my name on it that says I can do some cool stuff. Um, but the week leading up to it will be will be hectic for sure. I got to make sure... All my uh, all my requirements at work are all taken care of nice and neat before I blow off to Vegas for a week. I promise it's for a business trip. Nobody seems to believe me, but it's for a fucking business trip. So, <laughs> just for the record, don't get me wrong, when in Vegas, who knows? But the majority of the time, like 51% of the time, it's a business trip. The 50, yep, you gotta believe me most mostly a business trip so yeah that's it's gonna be really exciting i'm there like sunday to sunday uh it's gonna be really good i'm gonna spend some time with my dad uh we're gonna gonna do the business stuff um he and i have plans to just fucking do nothing because um god i've done the i've done the strip twice in like the last six months and i've done it uh you i'm i don't gamble um i don't really drink anymore so you know, Vegas has very little to offer me in the way of entertainment. Plus, I don't really feel like spending a bunch of fucking money on uh, on a, a show. You know what I mean? I want to go see the 60-minute show. It's $250 a person. Fuck you. That's a lot of money. And, you know, no, not doing that. So, yeah, no new episodes next week. Um, it, It'll probably have a very long episode the week following. Went to talk about how awesome Vegas and stuff was all, was doing. So, you know, get excited for that. Um, I could do, like, my daily, like, here's what I did in Vegas stuff um, like I did last time. But I think this time around, um, because it'll be essentially two weeks worth of shit um, in that following episode, I'll probably just give you a quick highlight reel of Vegas unless something particularly interesting happens. Uh, that'll most likely be how that plays out. But enough of that. Let's listen to this episode of the Going Up Cast. Friendly PSA reminder, if you are an employee of the world in America, uh, it is it is getting, well, it's not close, but since I just did mine, I want to let you all know that, you know, it might be, might be a good idea to remember that, I mean, tax time is a couple, this is like a month and a half away now. Um, I just did mine, uh, and I got a, got a little, little nice looking refund that I've already spent on Critical Role merchandise I didn't need, but hey, you know what, I wanted it. Um, and I love supporting them. Uh, and you know, it's just do it, do it now versus later. Make sure you got your W2 from work. Um, any kind of documents you need related to houses or cars or, 
uh, 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 um, a Roth IRA or 401k investments. Um, if you've been a student, if you've had health insurance, you know, do all those, do all those things, get all the information. And if you don't know exactly what to do, for fuck's sake, ask for help. Cause if there's one thing you do not want to fuck up, it's goddamn taxes. You do it once a year. So I forget shit every every year, like, you know, answers to questions that are the same that have been for like the last couple of years. And I always have to, you know, ask my folks and my family be like, what do I what do I say for this? No. OK, cool. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, just ask, because like I said, you don't want to fuck your taxes up. You don't. It's it's bad news bears. If those get rejected, you don't we don't want to go through that. So, you know, get your shit together, get your all your W2s and your TI whatever's and your your calculators and your 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 Jamba juices and just sit down and crank them out because you'll feel so much better when they're done. And plus, you know, as long as you did the things right, you may get a little money in the pocket. Uh, you get a little money in the pocket. And that's that's always nice. There's a little bit of extra cash right there in the old bank account. Appreciate that so much. So yeah, do your taxes. I'll remind you when we get closer. But for right now, do your, do your fucking, do your taxes. Do them! Do them taxes. Oh, yeah. Do, do those taxes. So this week, I wanted to bring in another wonderful friend of mine uh, to talk about stuff that makes them happy. And uh, this particular buddy of mine, we met in college, and uh, we share a very strong affinity for the fitness arts and the act of working out. Um, that is that is something we hold. It's one of the many things we have in common. Uh, Justin's a very good friend of mine. But we had a chat about uh, what it, what it's like to find happiness within fitness and what fitness can do to improve various aspects of your life and tips and tricks on getting started. So without further ado, here is me and my buddy Justin. So what originally prompted you to get in shape? That is a broad question indeed there's a lot of pieces man well i suppose the answer itself will be broad there are many things that made me start working out first off i uh the very first time i ever really started lifting weights i was in high school mm-hmm. mom and my brother nick in this tiny little rent house right and one day nick i think he hit goodwill there's a goodwill close to our or school. It's it's a thrift shop for people who don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he brought back a couple of pairs of these ratty weights. He I think he had some ten pound weights, like two pairs, ten pounds, and then mm-hmm. and twelve and a half pounds. Okay. And he just started doing curls and shoulder press and you know just little little easy things. Looking back on it, I'm sure neither of us really knew how to do it correctly, but <laughs> it was a place to start. Absolutely. And he kept asking me, do, do you want to lift weights with me? You know, do you want to, let's, let's go out. Cause we had this tiny little podunk garage in our backyard. Right. Which is weird. Cause Ballard's all townhouses now, but back, you know, way back when <laughs> that's coming up on a decade now, actually, that's almost accurate to say way back when almost this was 2010. So that'll be a decade and a year in, in a year. That yeah. is yeah. That is some time ago. Back Holy I was still in shit. high school. Me too. Fuck. That was my sophomore year. But anyway, we had this tiny little garage and Nick would get uh 
a buddy of his moved out of his parents' house, and he had to get rid of his gym equipment because he didn't have a place for it. And it was ah. rusted out bench with all these grody weights, and it wasn't one of the hook racks, you know? It was oh, yeah, one yeah. of the fork racks, so instead of being able to slam the weight back, mm-hmm. you had to set it gently between those two flimsy metal oh, forks to make sure it didn't fall back on your face when you were right. tired. So it was a tough thing to do solo. If you wanted to push your limits, you were really yep. putting something on the line there. That is anyway, true. He just kept asking me. Yeah. But he just kept asking me, and he was like, dude, come on, let's go work out. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Until eventually he just broke me down. And the first time I went out and lifted weights with him, it was, it was strange. Because, like, you know, he and... Growing up, we were close in age, so we didn't get along that well. But right. when I went out there with him, that was a lot of fun. That's and awesome. of course, we'd do other things that were fun. But that, like, it was it was important to me because it was him offering his stuff just for me to use. Mm-hmm. I was I was really protective of my personal belongings I, within I my my brothers. Yeah, I didn't like sharing stuff as much. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that was the start of something wonderful. That was one piece of it. Another thing is, in my family, I'm, uh, I'm a bit on the heavier side. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily overweight, but genetically I just work out to be a larger person. Right. So I have a lot in common with my grandpa on my mom's side, and he's mm-hmm. a diabetic. So I, re- I recognize that if I if I got a lot of the outside from him, there might be stuff on the inside that needs that kind of attention too. Ah. So once I started figuring out what that was, and understanding how fitness can be beneficial to people with that kind of predisposition, naturally, I decided it might be in my best interest to start figuring stuff out. And that wasn't, you know, like going to McDonald's for lunch all the time. I did mm-hmm. do it on occasion in high school. Haven't really done it since. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the only only place I got food poisoning from. But, you know, I still, go, I still go to Dick's because I Hell know yeah. they use actual meat. I'm all about that. Yep. Dick's Real... is fantastic. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. So fitness allows me to kind of live on the wild side with friends every now and again. And I'll yeah, admit but... there was um, the personal confidence that's in there too. Hell yeah. When you work out, you feel better. It's scientifically proven. Unfortunately, I don't have those articles up in front of me. But anybody listening, go on and uh, look up endorphins. That's like a neurotransmitter. That's, yep, something. That's the jam. There's something in your brain. Yeah. Look them up and find out what they are, and you'll understand why exercise actually makes people feel good and why you will find in gyms admittedly some more eccentric people mm-hmm. you know and with time you'll come to appreciate their mindset or at least tolerate it if you're <laughs> a quieter person but uh yeah there's that and of course you know I was interested in trying to appeal to the uh the ladies for me absolutely cuz when you when you when you feel good <laughs> about my... yourself you seem appeal you seem more appealing to the target audience so to speak well that's true when you're comfortable confident and happy and you know a little a little ballsy yep. even that really 
comes across to people, whether or not you actually know what you're doing, you still have this vibe you put out and people pick up on it. Absolutely. And it's really important. I, I've held a lot of public, you know, just standard like retailer service jobs where I hang out behind a counter or walk people around a showroom mm-hmm. or in the shoe section. And I'm just like, hey, how are you? You know, it's like, yeah, this is my place. I know what I'm doing. Check out I, these guns. Even that, you know, <laughs> like it goes a long way, especially because in this country, you know, that uh, that build is idolized and really, at least within the male population, it's set as a standard mm-hmm. for those who identify as males. It's, yep. you know. And we and we can see talk, it all over the damn place. Yeah, <laughs> we could get into that later. We could we could talk about the the pros and cons of the the male stereotype of the air quotes perfect body. Well, thank and, God the Schwarzenegger thing's falling off. I couldn't do that. No, that's that's. I wouldn't say it's unobtainable because clearly people can achieve that, but it's unnecessary. I would say. Oh well, yeah, definitely. As long as you're confident in yourself and you're happy with what you see when you look in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That is the most important. Yep. Seriously. Like, I have, I don't have a six-pack. I've never seen my abs. But I know I can, you know, sit up, roll out of bed. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll not also... Not everybody can do that. That's very true. That's very true. And I'll look at, um, like, strongman competitions. Those guys don't have six-packs. They've got, like, a fucking solid wall of, of belly that is, like, pure muscle... But you don't. The six pack is for style, not for strength. Like yeah, you get, maybe. you get that kind of body with um with diet and kind of water control in order to get that chiseled look. But if you want to, if you look at like the you know the guys that can lift two thousand pounds over their head, oh, like a, I don't the mountain. Think that <laughs> the mountain nuts, from a Game of Thrones is um that dude is huge, but he's not cut. There's a difference. There's a huge Very difference. True. No, yeah. he's he's a strong man. That's the, you know, that's just how a human body, if allowed with mm-hmm. time, planning, and effort to get to that point of strength, yep. nobody's going to look like Superman when they're that strong. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Nobody's going to look like Superman, period. Uh, except for... <laughs> that is very true. The, um, the forearm size on it's... most superheroes is obscene. That's what always gets me. Yeah. Because that's the it's hardest, crazy. that's like mm-hmm. one of the hardest areas to build muscle is the forearms and the calves. Yes, and it's just... most of it's dictated by genetics. Yep. What's another thing is, when you're in a gym and you look at somebody, mm-hmm. and you're like, God, I, I've had this thought before, and it's the only reason I'm, I'm saying this, and mm-hmm. totally, you're just like, God, I wish I had forearms like that, or I wish I had pecs like that. Mm-hmm. The truth of it is, when your body is pushed to the same extremes, that that person has undergone for years or whatever they decided, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's been four years they've just been working out and taking care of themselves. It's not going to look the same. That's true. You you have an entire genetic legacy backing your system and making it turn into whatever it does when it deals with stress. Mm-hmm. And that can be emotional. It can be physical. It can be professional. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an entire history of humanity is behind you and your lineage. And that really dictates how you look when you work. If the aesthetic is what we're talking about, just purely just the aesthetic. Like, mm-hmm. if you do the same reps at the same weight that other person did, 
you're still going to look different. Yep. And it's amazing. I think that should be appreciated and valued and loved about oneself because that's really it. The only person you should ever seek to, like, well, what's the word? The only uh, person you should seek idealize. to exceed. Exceed? No, the person you got to beat, if I can just put it in lay terms. The only person you want to beat is yourself from yesterday. Hell yeah. That's what I honestly think. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's not as smart as you are. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've processed an an emotional trauma, and you've gotten just a little further through whatever process you're struggling with. And you're just that much better than you were yesterday. And that's awesome. That is awesome. It is. That's an excellent way to look at it. Moving forward. Hell and some yeah. days you can fall back, but know that if you've gone further before and you had a place to fall back to, you were moving forward and you can mm-hmm. get back there. Because it's like with lifting weights. If you do get hurt and you have to take a hiatus mm-hmm. to just put yourself back together, mm-hmm. depending on the severity of the injury, you know. But for yeah, the yeah. most part, once you get back to lifting, it's easier to build the muscle you once had as opposed to making to... new stuff. Exactly. I actually yeah, uh, went through that. Um, I went through that like uh, two weeks ago. I took a week off just because I was incredibly busy, and I went uh, full tilt when I got back into it, which blew uh-huh. out one of my knees. <laughs> oh, dude, no! Yeah, I, I went like straight <laughs> into like day, and I um I overextended, and it fucking sucked. But now I've got um knee braces, <sighs> so hopefully that'll that'll help out. Um. Yeah, it's they will keep that compression. They'll keep everything moving in line. Exactly. And I want to keep working out, but I don't know what the final picture is going to be like until I look in the mirror and I go, finally, I got rid of my fucking love handles. You know, I did it. (laughs) That's the goal. Yeah, that's the real goal. Nice. I want to put on a fucking T-shirt and not look like I'm fucking smuggling potatoes on outside (laughs) of my fucking fucking body. I've had those little bastarding things as long back as I can remember. and Well, good for you, man. Yeah, the obliques fucking try targeting that area constantly. It's difficult without the right equipment. Yeah. You know? Very. Seriously. Yeah. You don't have to push forward in life against, you know, all the external forces of the world with every single mm-hmm. action you make. It's okay to know those things that are just fun and maybe even easy for you to do. They don't feel like work, even though you are doing something. Mm-hmm. And that can be, you know, getting your paladin to level 16, or it can be making origami cranes. I don't know. <laughs> something. Whatever makes you happy. Exactly. Because that's really the biggest thing in life is you and your happiness. So this week for Songs of the Week, we've got two songs that I'm going to talk about. The first song is naturally the cover for this week, and it is the the tail end of my of my Beatles extravaganza um, that has been going on for some time here. I've done a couple covers, I've talked about them incessantly, but uh, this will be this will be the the end of the of the Beatles talk for a while. Presumably, like nothing big Beatles news comes around or. My love affair with them grows ever, ever larger. But to, to really kind of put a bookend on uh, on the Beatles talk, I wanted to talk about All You Need Is Love, 
which was released in July of 1967 as a single. I believe it comes off of a Magical Mystery Tour. Pretty sure you think I'd know for certain, but here we are. It was a, it was a non-album single, so maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, we're all very familiar with the All You Need Is Love song. I think it starts with the French National Anthem. Yes, it does. And it's it's a wonderful message. It's a fucking great song. It's the Beatles, for God's sakes. And I did a weird acoustic cover for it. So let's give it a little listen. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. you can sing that can't be sung There's nothing you can say But you can learn how to play the game It's easy There's nothing you can make that can't be made There's no one you can say that can't be saved How to be you in time It's easy next song I wanted to talk about this week is a recent addition to my workout playlist. I thought it was a natural fit for this fitness oriented podcast that we seem to be having here with my talks with Justin. And it is Wolf God by Grand Magus. Magus? Magus. Uh, which is the single off of their upcoming album Wolf God to be released in April 19th of this year. Grand Mages is a very solid three-piece heavy metal band that I'm a very large fan of. The lead singer of this band also sang on The Theory of Everything, which was an Arion album. He plays the professor. He has a very distinctive low singing style. And this, this song stood out to me. There was a lot of heavy metal music that dropped this past Friday. Just a weird, weird, like, quick side story. Um, including Dream Theater's newest album. And this song was my favorite out of every new piece of metal music I heard since last Friday of all the new stuff that dropped. Um, and so that's why I wanted to talk about it. It just, it struck a chord with me and I really liked it. And I'm gonna base some fucking D&D adventures about it because... Like, you know, Princess Mononoke is my favorite movie because it's got giant fucking talking animals. It's got fucking wolf gods. And this song's called Wolf God. And the album is going to be called Wolf God. And that's fucking sick. And I can't wait for Wolf God. But if you guys have music that you want to talk about for Song of the Week, hit me up at goingcast.gmail.com or using the contact page, goingcast.com. And I will put your songs and your covers in the podcast. Lickety split. Speaking of splittily licking, let's keep on moving with the podcast. 
taken me two months, a week, some days, a couple hours, a minute, and a bit, to finally get caught up on Critical Role Season 2. They're 52 episodes in, and I done heard them all. I done witnessed via VODs and listened what with my ear holes on all 50 fucking two episodes. I can watch it live now for the first time since season two began. I can watch it live. And I gotta say, as excited as I am to finally watch like my favorite fucking thing on the internet live and be a part of the chat and maybe win the giveaway, you know, like I'm really, I'm really hyped. I like, it's been so fucking long. I'm really excited. I like, man, at this point in season one, shit pop was popping. It was crazy how awesome season one was being in episode in the fifties. But I don't, I don't think it's fair because Vox Machina began three years before we ever saw anything on the internet, right? They were, that was their home game and they just started to stream it. But even the tail end of their story, it like, oh, it's so good. So I don't think, well, obviously you should and can compare them because that's, it's the same people making the same stuff, right? So yeah, you compare it. Um, and I think it's a cop out to be like, oh no, it's the apples and oranges, completely different characters, completely different setting. Fair, but it's still fucking tabletop D and D and dice rolling with the critical role people. So yeah, I compare them. And as far as I'm concerned, a story of heroes saving the world is more interesting than a, a, a loose collection of short stories with a bunch of just kind of random assholes who are really suspicious of each other. Sure, it makes for an interesting dynamic, and we've kind of gotten a little bit of extra backstory with some of the characters, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Personally, as much as many people would probably dislike it, I kind of want them to become heroes. I don't think they can because of their mannerisms and past and the fact that they've murdered a fucking lot of people. But, you know, as for me, when it comes to D&D and high fantasy, it's always like, maybe not you're the heroes to save the world, but maybe if they're the ones that like end the war or something and become heroes by circumstance, that could be fun. It'd certainly appeal to me more. Uh, and when I talk to other people who are watching this, like they enjoy this for a whole host of reasons that don't even factor in to me and my stuff. Like, I, I don't know, but it's just, there's, there's a lot in Critical Role for a lot of different people. I just think there's more in season two for other people than there is for myself. And when it comes to classic characters that I'll remember forever, I, you gotta give it up to season one. Like, I was watching the In Search of Grog thing live when it aired last Friday. And, man, thinking back to those last couple of episodes when they were going up against Vecna, I I can still remember the emotion pounding through me when I watched that shit live. It was, it was unreal. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Or since, really, when it comes to online medium. The end of season one was such an emotional roller coaster that it's unfair to hold season two to the same level of of ability. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I will also give a quick shout out. 
critical role in their crew of uh, broken ties, favorably and honorably broken ties with Geek and Sundry where they got their start and they're now branched out on their own entirely. The critical role domain is its own thing and they do tons of other shit. They got Between the Sheets, which is like an interview show. They got Mame Drop where they play old arcade games. Uh, they just announced Travis Willingham's Yeehaw Game Ranch, which is why I'm doing this voice, because I've seen that commercial now damn near 20 times, and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's my point. They're they're really they're really doing other things, and it's becoming one of the one of the best places to find internet content out there. It's it's excellent. The production costs, the talent, the the love they have for what they're doing. I just hope they don't stretch themselves out too thin with all this stuff. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like they've got like, you know, they'll do critical role and some of them will do talks and like they'll have like a show beyond that. Um, or they'll act as guest stars on these shows, but they brought on other people, right? Like on Pub Draw, which on Wednesdays, it's 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 their artists. They're like, they're like resident artists plus some guest stars. Between the Sheets, it's Brian Wayne Foster plus some guest stars. You know what I mean? Like... They're around on the ch- on the stuff a lot, but they're not like all everywhere, you know? They all still do voice acting and stuff like that, but I mean, I'm very excited to see what they come out with and I wish them the best of luck because fuck, I know what it's like to try to make things for the internet. It's a tough crowd and the fact that they are coming in making all this fun stuff with a really well-established audience bases doing them wonders i'm sure also there's a kickstarter coming on march 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 4th i believe um where they're gonna start uh raising funds for an animated vox machina special and boy fucking howdy am i excited for that i don't know how much money i'm gonna have to throw at that but if it's anything like their um their uh mini mini campaign thing it's probably not gonna be much more than just you know, donate what you can to get this thing off the ground. Um, that'd be my guess. I, I mean, I would love some rewards and God damn, I'm gonna get some rewards if there are any offered, but you know, they, <laughs> they don't need to, you know what I mean? It's similar to last week. And I was talking about trailers that don't need to exist. They just need to open up the Kickstarter and they'll meet their goal. Like there's enough fucking people across the globe that want to see a Vox Machina animated special that they're going to get the money, probably no problem. Probably within the first day, they're probably going to get the money they want. Um, I'm just wondering who they're going to get to voice the roles. Um, that's that's a mystery, and I can't wait to see uh, which voice actor friends of theirs. They, I'm fucking kidding. Of course it's going to be them. It'd be interesting if they rotated characters, though. <laughs> like Travis William being like Percy or something, just to really fuck with everybody. Nah, that would never happen. Well, it might happen. Who's to say? Maybe they'll do an alternate voice track where they're playing alternate characters as like a unlockable reward. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And since I do some voice work, I I know how easy that would be to make, and people would love to hear it. So anyway, I'm gonna move on to the next thing in the podcast. Scare Girl, go check it out. That's it's real good. They're good people making good stuff. Go go watch Critical Girl. When I was first starting with the uh with fitness it was kind of sporadic for a really long time um but i i began with sports i think as as many many people do i was on swim team for a long time back in high school and then after that i found like weight training and now what i do because of my location and stuff like that it's mostly just uh free weights and weight training to kind of bulk up because that's my that's my goal 
I, I set myself a goal and I hit it. I was 170, went up to 215, uh, where I'm at now. And now I'm trying to dip back underneath um, 200 by pushing harder and eating better and stuff like that. But when when we were first starting out, like, do you remember the first month of when you really got into it? I do. What got you past that? Because it sucks starting. For sure it sucks. Well, there's something I find in a lot of my recreational activities. It gave me kind of a release from all the pressures. You know, when I put my music on and when I'm just moving my body, it Mm -hmm. lets my brain relax. It's like I'm in a different world. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not thinking about everything. I'm not looking everywhere. I'm not so focused on everything else. It just is a really beautiful moment of internal synchronization. My brain is thinking about my body and my body is just moving in tune. Like my nervous system is firing and it's all about me. And it's, it's easier to work out when it is self driven. That's if you're trying to work out to to specifically make somebody else happy then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And that's when that lifestyle becomes just a habit. Yep. It falls apart because there's not enough to keep you there. The most important thing is, is when you're motivated to take care of just your body, not even Mm -hmm. because you want to go out and eat with friends, when it's just like, I feel good. And I know that this is going to keep me running smooth, keep my head a little bit clearer. Um, I often joke about a uh, the Andrew Logan diet, which is you can eat whatever you want, but you have to work out every single day. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that might be too extreme. And it's all about finding what's works for you, especially with a work-life balance that you want to maintain. Yeah. In order to stay like mentally strong. Mm-hmm. And in line with what I was saying earlier, if I can kind of cut in as far as a tailored lifestyle, you mentioned mm-hmm. the Andrew Logan diet. Yeah. You eat the food you like, right? Absolutely. And you enjoy lifting weights? Hell yeah. Not everybody does. No. And the thing about fitness is, is it doesn't mean go to a gym and sign up. I've been looking at like martial arts courses or possibly mm-hmm. sports seminars, maybe mm-hmm. even a recreational team. Sure, mm-hmm. lifting is a good foundation for stuff. And it's a nice, easy way. And often, because of how rudimentary it is to basic muscle function, it's prescribed by, you know, medical facilities. It's like, go meet up with a physical therapist and they'll give you a workout plan. The reason lifting is good is because it provides a strong foundation for those more intricate exercises. If I want to learn, you know, Kung Fu... I can't just go to a class, stretch out, and start throwing my legs around. Ideally, I want to have some kind of fitness in my life. When I was working yeah. at Lowe's in the loading bay, taking boxes out of pit, like semi-trucks, yeah. that was somewhat fitness. I knew the proper lifting form, so I got a solid workout every day I was there. But That was awesome. Keep your back straight. Yeah. Fucking all on the legs. Not twisting, jerking motions. But yeah, that's absolutely true. You can get just as much of a workout from doing things like yoga and Pilates as you can playing basketball, going well, they make for you good at like, different jogs. Things. 
Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, if you want to be fit, you got to stay active. Whatever that means. Yes, and that's the that's the key part is finding out your favorite way to be active. Yeah. And that can be so, fighting. Yeah. It can be stretching. It can be balancing, acrobats. You know, mm-hmm. climbing. It could be hell, pole dancing. That's really hard. Could be pole dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's incredibly difficult. Nothing's off the table. Just don't hurt other people unless there's a ref involved. <laughs> <laughs> but find what keep, really makes you want to do it. Keep experimenting. Yeah. Keep trying. Keep trying different things. If fencing wasn't your gig, maybe polo is. Maybe joining a swim team. Yeah. Or, or hell, golfing without using those little golf carts. Yeah. Just walk and all even day. It, even trying different things, you're going to get a lot of awesome experiences out of just running the gauntlet of the worldwide land of recreation. Seriously. sport activities. There's so many things to do. It's nuts. It's crazy. And why would you just try one thing and decide you never want to be up ever again? Because mm-hmm. lifting isn't for everyone. No. It creates a good for, foundation um, so you can train your muscles to do a lot of other cool stuff. But you don't exactly. have to do just that. And it's, it'll be, you'll see it in, in areas of your life when you, when you get past that first month and you're, you're maintaining uh, a schedule and you keep it going, uh, you'll discover things like you can come, go up like six flights of stairs and not feel winded. You'll bend over to pick something up and get back up and it'll be really fluid and quick. And you didn't really notice that a couple of months ago that might've caused some struggles, but now you can just do it. It's, it's slow, subtle things. Like, all of a sudden, you need to go out and get new pants because these ones don't fit anymore. And you're like, huh. It doesn't happen, like, overnight. It's it's slowly, and it occurs, like, almost in my experience, it's almost appeared in random segments of my life I wasn't expecting it to. It's it's bizarre Very and true. awesome. Very true. Yep. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've oh, been man. on that train, dude. Yeah, it's been... It's been a lot of fun, um, but it, it definitely took me to, to the point of the experimentation we were just talking about. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do and what my my goals were, um, and what it's gonna sound silly, but one of the one of the big inspirations uh, that got me going about a year ago uh, to get on the fitness train was that fucking scene in Winter Soldier when Cap holds the helicopter to the roof. <laughs> With the and you just see girl. the gun sh- yeah you see the gun show <laughs> I and remember that. every straight up every time i've been like oh, i don't want to work out i'll watch that like 60 second clip on youtube and i'll remember like my workout regime is is what chris evans did to get in shape for that because i i pictured like that was like kind of like that's kind of what i wanted to go for uh and i'll just that's the inspiration be like oh yeah if you get this strong you'll hold a helicopter to the roof and be real cool. That's not possible, but you know, inspiration can come from anywhere. We all find our you own version to. of those things we like. I mean, hell, I'd go to the beach and I'd shoulder press a rock. Not a big one, but just something. Just something. Yeah, and then I could skip some. And, and running in sand is a great resistance workout. It's actually really fun too. Yep. Just when it's warm. I don't like running when it's cold. <laughs> in the sand. I went to place. the. I went to the beach yesterday when it was raining and cold. And the the uh, the sky was gray, and the water was gray, and the sand was gray. Everything was gray. Oh wow! It was awesome. And I was just running over to those driftwood logs. Mm-hmm. I like I like messing with those. Once you find a loose one, because those bastards can be 
pretty heavy because you know it's a log totally and so i'm just like picking up one end and just moving them around just having fun well great yeah that was a ton of fun you're up you're active you're probably wearing yourself out getting tired yep Ah, i'm soaking wet it was raining the whole time (laughs) (laughs) well you're challenging your body in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. oh man um i just i just thought of something um there was a there was an anime show not that long ago called One Punch Man. Do you, rem- oh, do you remember yeah. One Punch Man? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you remember his workout regime? Yeah. Nice and easy. Yep. Hundred push ups, hundred sit ups, hundred pull ups, running a ten k every day. <laughs> and it's an inter and he did that for three years straight. Oh man. So <laughs> you can do it. it it, yeah, it's possible. Um, it won't it's get hard. you to one punch man levels of ludicrous strength. Well, do you know that? But do you know I that, don't. Andrew? I personally don't know that. I don't. Has <laughs> one punch man been out long enough for somebody to actually have tried that for three years? I don't think so. I don't that think was, so. Uh, that um, was the tail end of college. We're getting close. Maybe next year we'll find out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting just, for it. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed we'll find out yeah somebody guy just loses all of his hair you go ah he did the one punch man thing yeah we know we know yep we know and that's another thing actually uh, as far as anime inspired workouts go mm-hmm. i watched a bit of naruto when i was much younger i know who mm-hmm. hasn't okay yep a few people There's... some people may call me <laughs> weeb trash they'd be right but anyway it's like four thousand episodes of naruto statistically everybody's seen much. at least one or at least a second of one of them Came mm-hmm. up on a vine or something. Anyway, yeah. there's a character called Rock Lee, and he has these training weights that he uses. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he's allowed to take them off, and then he just goes hog wild on his opponent because he's super fast without him. Right. And as soon as I found out that the gym I was working at in college had ankle weights, I was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, it's fun, you know? Little things yep. like that, because when I think about that episode and that feeling I had, I was like, oh my god, that's so cool, I want to do that, and then I actually do it. <laughs> Granted, yeah. I still think about appropriate, you know, biochemistry. I'm not throwing kicks in random directions without proper technique, because yeah. that could be bad for my knees. You still yep. have to understand your human limitations, that's very important. Yep, But 100%. you can push the envelope and you can have fun while exercising. That's what I'm trying to Absolutely. say. And there are a lot of wonderful YouTube channels you can go take a look at to get the basic foundations and forms on how to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like every time I start up a new regime and there's a there's a thing in there I've never done before. Like I had to do something called a Z press. And I was like, what that what the heck is a Z press? And That's a good you're question. sitting down. <laughs> you're sitting down and your legs are straight mm-hmm. and you've got the barbell and you're doing shoulder presses. But you can't use your legs to cheat because you're just sitting down. That's a Z press. Oh. And I I didn't know. And they're hard. <laughs> they're incredibly hard. Um, because you can't use your lower body to cheat. It's just shoulders and arms. Um, it's similar to like you can do a, sit, a, a knee press. It's a similar thing, but you can cheat a little bit. Um, but Z presses are, are brutal. And I, I went straight to YouTube and I was like, how to do a Z press. And there are millions of videos of like 30 second longs of this. This dude showing you exactly how to do it. And it's so important that you don't just go, ah, fuck, I'll just pick up some weights and just start flailing my arms around. Exactly. Hurt yourself. Again, mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. Nothing Get wrong with it. In fact, it's smart. People who ask for help are able to get further. 
Absolutely. It's tough to be out there alone. And with the internet, frankly, on a lot of things, you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. It's really there are cool. Tons of forums and channels and communities of people doing the same thing you're doing, feeling the same way that you can reach out and talk to. Living life. It's amazing. It's <laughs> and awesome. a lot of it's them so want to help. There's yeah. a lot of strangers, people you've definitely never met, and they just want to help. And they mm-hmm. just want you to have a better life and kick your own butt from yesterday. Hell yeah. So we can all look in the mirror one day and be like, yeah, that's, that's fucking right. Mm-hmm. And when I've, you look at I've those people, it. don't forget that they're still just floating down the river of life with you. Mm-hmm. They might have we all a, started in the same place. They might have a stronger breaststroke, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the, that's the only way they're better, is they have a stronger breaststroke. It's metaphorical, is... Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just like, exact same anyway, but he's like, ah, I got five seconds on you. Shit. And maybe that's, that's it. And hell, maybe that's even it. when you look at those people who can teach you things, maybe you have something over them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you just know how to talk to people a little easier. Like they're awkward. Maybe you know how to order circles. a good bottle of wine. Yeah. Maybe we're all wonderful how... and we all have our strengths. Absolutely. And in certain and it's areas, important to celebrate those. Yes, of course it is, and even mm-hmm. share them sometimes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I think so. Any uh, any parting words of wisdom? It has all been wisdom words, but. Yeah, this has been a pretty philosophically dense, if I'm using that word right. Kind of just a way to live life. Mm-hmm. And to understand that the act of fitness and all those fun things, it's so much more than just the physical component. Yeah, I guess the, the only thing I really need to say at the end is it's not you versus the world. It's you kind of just moving along with the flow of it. Mm-hmm. So... And just no matter no matter what you do, to find joy in all things. Just reach out a hand to someone who looks like they might have fallen over, or they're stumbling a bit. Mm-hmm. And when you feel yourself losing that stability, you know, reach for someone else. Ask for a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Also, drink tons of water. Always. And get a, like eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Always. Always. Those that's are just, those just, are just like straight up facts. They're, they're just, yeah, those that's just that's no just good fucking advice. You you can't like feel like you don't need sleep. You can't feel like you don't need to drink water. Yep. Just kind of do, do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's super easy. Like, I promise. Get a big water bottle. It, you'll drink compulsively at your desk wherever yep. you work. I do it. I take 100%. down like four liters a day. You just keep drinking. Just keep drinking water. Yes. Well, like if you if you start feeling shitty, not soda, not coffee, not milk, water, not alcohol of any kind, water, H two O. Don't even put straight in the up. sugary packets of flavoring. Nope, just straight water. Yeah, it's easy. You can drink those other things as well. Yeah, treat yourself but with you them. Got to drink water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I drink I drink tea every day, but I also have a fucking I got my liter of bottled water, not bottled water, but I got a liter bottle here. Great. I just fill it up, drink it, fill it, drink it. So. Exactly. And get a reusable yes. bottle. We don't need to be doing all this disposable shit. No, yeah. I mean, most just, that's a personal thing. I kind of want the planet to not kill me. Survive. Yeah, well, exactly. that would be great if it keeps going for a while. I'd love that. Wouldn't that be nice? And wouldn't oh, it man. be nice if our planet didn't explode? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, Justin, uh, is there any place uh, people can find you for on the on the Instagrams or the Twitters that okay. you want to plug? Oh, I suppose if you want to find my Instagram, I have a fitness one. It's called Jstone underscore fitness, and it's connected to my casual one, which is just JG not so bad. That's J I J I N A T S O B A D. Hell yeah! Come take a look Hell and yeah. just you know follow and put stuff up. I normally follow right back. Anyway, oh man. Well, thanks for thanks for stopping by. I'm sure we'll bring you. Bring it back on later on. It would be a pleasure. Uh, awesome possum. Mm-hmm. And we'll move on to the next thing in the podcast. Thanks for chatting, man. Take care of yourself. Cheers. Cheers. Another week, another batch of Harry Potter chapters. Chapter 19, The Lion and the Serpent. Chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale. Chapter 21, The Eye of the Snake. Now this one I developed uh, some headcanon lore regarding our favorite blonde pots from Slytherin House. And, you know, I think I think it kind of endears the character to me just a little bit. So let's take a listen. Harry heard a snort from behind him and turned around, still holding the snitch tightly in his hand. Malfoy had landed close by, white-faced with fury, still managing to sneer. Saved Weasley's neck, haven't you? He said, Harry. I've never seen a worse keeper. Well, then he was born in a bin. Did you like my lyrics, Potter? Pause! So, not only did Malfoy the fucking loser make a bunch of mean pins, he also wrote a song. My God. You know what? Actually, I think I think what it is, is this is Malfoy's like creative outlet, right? Malfoy has this image to maintain uh, about being like this, this kind of stuck up pure blood prince, basically. Uh, but in reality, all he wants to do is like getting into scrapbooking and stuff like that. So the only way he can get like his... His, you know, actual, like, really creative juices out there is, like, being mean to other people. But he tries to play it off, but, like, it's actually a mean thing to do. But he's like, mm, guys, let's, I'm going to write a song about how much Weasley sucks. And everybody else is like, hey, man, that's great. Yeah, we'll sing it at the Quidditch match. Yeah, that's awesome. And fucking Malfoy in the back of his head is going, finally! Ah, oh, oh, I can be the lyricist I've always dreamed. Maybe I can even make those pins I've always wanted to make. Let's try that, too. And maybe we could all wear these, um, matching pins. That says, like, Weasley's a tool or something. Weasley is our king. That's the title of my song. We're calling Weasley is our king. How about how he always lets the quaffle in? That's really good, isn't it? And everyone's like, yeah, Malfoy, that's great. <laughs> and Malfoy's just like, oh my god. I can do it. I can bully through art. Finally! I, I like I that. I like that headcanon. Malfoy just wants to create. But society is hammering him down. That's why he's so bad at Quidditch. He never wanted to do sports. He wanted to be in like musical theater or something like that. But Lucius was like, nah, man. Go be a seeker. That's what, that's what like, that's what, you know, young purebred princes do. It's just, you know, that's, you know, Malfoy didn't choose this. Malfoy wants to be like the, the lead of the choir group. But, you know, his image won't let him. I'm so sorry, Malfoy. I've created this headcan. Now I feel bad for Malfoy. God damn it. Oh well. Three brand new chapters of Harry Potter and the Porter of the Orphans arrive every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I promise I'm sober. Uh, and you can listen to it all on uh, ongoingcast.com. You can listen to the previous four books. You can listen to book five up until this point. You can listen to book five when it's finished in a couple of weeks. And then book six. And hell, one day I'll finish book seven. Um, but man, every time I load it up, 
it's just a bummer. It's just a bummer. Fucking so grumpy. Anyway, thank you for listening to the books. I hope you like them. And uh, hey, if you like audiobooks read by me in my traditional inebriated style, as my oratory tends to yield itself to, you can check out grumcast.com forward slash store where you can order a custom reading of your favorite book or your favorite whatever. Or you can buy a mystery book for $9.99. And you never know where you're going to get. Could be could be anything. And my word, if that isn't just a, just a fucking tease and a half. I don't know what is. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Finally this week, just wanted to thank you all very much for listening to this episode of the Growing Up Cast. Your support means the world to me. Just wanted to reiterate here at the end of the episode that there will not be a new episode next week due to my presence in Las Vegas. I do apologize for that. I hope you all have a wonderful two weeks. Be nice to each other. Uh, do what makes you happy. Give working out a shot. Let me know how it goes. And I'll talk to you all in two weeks. Thanks for listening, everybody. I will talk to you later.